0: Welcome to the Zero Plus One Podcast.
1: As show sure as we possibly could.
0: All right, all right. So let's just jump right in. <laughs> who are you? All right, first off, welcome to Zero Plus One Podcast, Episode 2. I am your host, Hayden Wade, and we have a special guest today. And I'll let him introduce himself and who he is, and then we'll hop
1: right in. Yeah, my name is Anas, I'm a software engineer as well, and just moved to Chicago, uh, pursuing the dream.
0: All right, all right. So like, give us, like, what's your story, man? Like, whether that's life or your career, we're probably going to be having some of both.
1: Pretty simple. uh, recently graduated from college and started my first job as a software engineer, and, uh. In about four months it did not work out so I had to change states, you know, work for something different and now we're here. I am in Chicago pursuing the dream again and as far as that is concerned, just pretty simple really. All right, all right,
0: like t- maybe like share a little bit more about like your background, like uh, more of your like life story too, just like so other people we can connect, I think would be interesting because I feel like how you grew up is different than a lot of other people.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, So I was born and raised in Kenya, spent most of my adult life and like childhood life there and I ended up going to school and everything there and I moved to the U.S. back in 2013, so almost about seven years now. Uh, That's pretty cool. You know, worked, did random stuff, and finally ended up going to college. Uh, Bouncing from state to state, you know, with the nomadic life, uh, pursuing whatever I thought was the best decision then, and one thing led to another, and found software engineering. Okay. And I thought, you know what, that's my thing, let's give this a shot. It was a little bit entertaining, it was a shiny new thing, and... You know, I thought I had what it takes and I do have what it takes, so I end up pursuing that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. End up meeting a lot of cool people throughout the journey and you're one of them, definitely. And yeah, it's really about it. All right. So
0: you, you talked a little bit about how you you had this internship. Uh, maybe like let's start like talk about your journey from like where you were at in college and like how you
1: got your first internship.
0: To where you are today, like your career journey.
1: Progression, yeah. yeah. Sure. So I started looking for my first internship during my sophomore year, and man, I tried, right? Like, I thought just my class coursework and like my resume would actually get me an internship, but I was wrong. There are kids out there hustling, like doing real things, and I couldn't outrank them, so I did not end up getting an internship. Um, I ended up going back to school that year, and my number one goal was I had to get an internship next year. So I had to do a lot of different things, not just my coursework, but like find out exactly what these recruiters are looking for and actually pursue that. Uh, so I did a lot of side projects, you know, put in so much time into finding out exactly what the latest and greatest techs are, sell myself, and like make myself look like a potential intern and find out exactly what they're looking for and like mirror that. Right. I ended up doing that. It worked out, went to a lot of career fairs and I applied to over 200, I think.
0: Wow. That's a lot. Companies, Yeah. Holy fuck. It's
1: a numbers game. Apply, apply and I would probably get like 4% success rate. Okay. Contact me back and like, okay. End up getting two offers. Okay. And you know, I ended up picking one company that I really liked. So. That's good. That's good.
0: And then you interview, you interned with them for how long?
1: For about four months. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that's how we ended up meeting. Yeah. A uh,
0: little background: Anas was on my team uh, at a prior company. Um, and he was he was my intern. It was great. Um, so maybe maybe let's like talk about uh, getting your first full time job. Yeah. So, like, would that look like? How was that different than an internship? Like, what, what what did you have to study and stuff like that?
1: So my internship is just working on a random project just to like show off my personal skills rather than my technical skills. Yes, the technical skills are important and all that, but like it was primarily to show that I can work with other engineers and stuff like that. Uh, I think I did okay and. About 95% of the other interns that year ended up getting a full time offer. Okay. Took him back. Okay. You know, I was one of them. I ended up doing that. Uh, and when I did come back, now I had to do it the real deal, right? The real job. And it was pretty cool to begin with. You know, they ended up teaching me some stuff and I kind of knew some stuff too, but it did not work out. Not exactly what I was looking for. Sure. Uh, I ended up not getting the right tasks that I needed or the right stack to focus on. Sure. Uh, and eventually it ended up being a little toxic and both parties had to shake hands and call it quits.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes like it does just doesn't work out and then you move on to bigger and better things and that's where you are today, it sounds like. 100%. Um, so talk about like, so after you got, you split your ways... Um talk about like maybe how many places did you apply
1: like how did the uh,
0: your plan change like what was your mentality and finding a new job?
1: So the first thing I realized right after you know that ended was like yes, I do have a decent internship. I do have some sort of a background when it comes to big tech and stuff like that, but also like, how I'm not different from other candidates, right? I thought highly of myself and I came to realize that I really wasn't that as good as I thought uh, when it came to certain things and, you know, it was a humbling experience to begin with. Uh, but other than that, I also ended up focusing hard on the things that I was not good at. Uh, one thing was I really personally suck at interviewing I sure. I hated the whole process. Okay. But... Because I knew that was a weak link in my, you know, thing. I had to focus on that, and it took me, it, you know, I really did spend a lot of time getting ready for the interviews, applying and stuff like that. And I would definitely get up, you know, interview calls, but it would not make it through because of how tough the interview was. It wasn't that tough, but for me personally, it wasn't something I could handle then. Okay. Um, what
0: was mm-hmm. it? Was the tough part like? because it was technical or was it more of, um, more like behavioral or it's just not what they were looking for or why did you feel it was so tough? So
1: it wasn't from a behavior perspective, more of a technical thing, right? Okay. I did not honestly know what to expect, like what should I get ready for? Uh, There's this cool book, Cracking Coding Interview, every a computer science student knows about. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I got that book for the first time, is when I realized this whole thing was just, you could easily get ready for it, right? Like, you could put in time, study that book, study exactly what they're going to quiz you on, and after that, it's just a matter of practice, and it works out at the end.
0: Right, right. So, like, what would, so you, you were like, okay, I'm not up to skill on my technical stuff. I need to study more. So, like, what, what do you think was, helped you prepare the most for these technical interviews? Was it solely the cracking the coding interview book, or did you find other resources that was helpful, or like how did you like? Because like that's a vast amount of information you gotta just like grab onto and study. Like it's not easy feat by
1: any means. Oh no, it is really not. Uh, so I, I considered for a long time. I considered myself to be a visual person, and one thing I realized is as much as books are helpful, I personally cannot absorb you know that much from books, and so I end up mm-hmm. finding. Online videos and a Skillshare video that was about thirty hours long, talking about all the different data structures and okay. different NND techniques and you know different ways to combat different problems, and that was really helpful. It was the biggest uh, you know tool I had in my toolbox, and I ended up utilizing that more than the textbook. Uh, another part of it was that yes, I do know now that this is what I'll get quizzed on. But am I also ready for that, right? I had to practice multiple uh, versions of those same questions and different, you know, leak code and stuff like that. I hated leak code. (laughs) Leak code is so hard, man. I don't know why people make it. It's tough, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get past the mediums. Like, I was barely understanding the mediums.
0: Sometimes that's all, like, the medium questions. I think if you can get most of the medium questions, you're doing pretty good. Like, you can make it very far in technical interviews with large tech companies, um, like even final round interviews. So, like, I even struggle on the medium sometimes, and it's just, like, some of them are a lot harder than others, and then, like, at the end of the day, um, I think interviews are really just, like, how how do you tackle a problem? You're not necessarily finding the solution, Yeah, 23%. which
1: on LeetCode, it's... It's hard to like say
0: how close was I to the solution, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so when I started working on LeetCode problems, I thought, "Oh, I could not even solve the uh, easy questions to begin with." That was before I even discovered cracking the coding interview, and I did not know what to do. I was just, it was so stressful. And uh, you know, with time and with practice, I found myself easily being, you know, able to do the medium questions—not all of them—but at least I could attempt. And after multiple trials, I would solve the medium hard problems. Uh, so yeah, that's huge progress, man. Yeah, it's it, exciting. It really is. A quick trick that I used was I used Hacker Rank before I even got to late code first. Okay. Okay. There are so many easy problems in uh, Hacker Rank and like medium problems that you could easily, you know, work on right after you work on cracking coding interview. So I think yeah. that helped. So like Hacker
0: Rank, I I've, I think I've used it once or twice. It's really just like a a site to practice interview technical interview questions, right? Right. And then companies are also on there to like solicit candidates as well?
1: Yes. So uh, companies actually use Hacker Rank as an interview like
0: like the platform, platform to interview their candidates. Okay.
1: Yeah. So they would send you a three question interview link and like give you an hour to solve that or something okay. like that. And like that's how I end up discovering the code. Uh, not the code hacker rank.
0: Okay, sure. How long did you like what was like the duration of Time from when you started studying to when you accepted your offer. Like, how long were you like interviewing with companies?
1: About two months, actually. Two months? Okay. Uh, it took me about two months. Uh, I had to change a lot of different things throughout that whole process. So the first month, I was super confident. So the first month, <laughs> the first month, I had to, you know, the first month, I thought my resume is good enough. I don't have to go through all this stuff, sure. just apply, see how it goes. And I ended up applying to about 20 companies that I really liked, You know, not just in Minnesota, but throughout the U.S. And yeah. I thought it would work out. But I ended up getting about 25% calls and no single offer. OK. Uh, and I thought something needed to be changed. I had to change my tactic. So I would get a call. It would be the behavior part. And then it would be, you know, no calls after that. Like, no come to our office, Okay. Okay. That, the second steps. Just right after I talked to the recruiter, it would die. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure exactly what's happening, so I ended up fixing my resume. Okay. Made it look a lot fancier. Just use all the big words. I don't know why people do that, but it works. It works, right.
0: I think some of it is like, if you add in some of those buzzwords that actually apply to what you've worked okay. on, in your experience, like, it shows up in, like, search results, so, like, the whole search engine optimization still applies, like, I don't know, like, did you update your LinkedIn too with
1: the same stuff? I did, I ended up updating my LinkedIn to reflect exactly what's on my resume, and it, it did work out, I was getting a little bit more calls, like, I also increased the number of companies I applied to, oh, Okay. but I think based on the numbers, my... Interview uh, percentage was a lot get better, getting a lot better. Instead okay. of twenty five, I was hitting that forty percent. You know, interviews. Okay. So that was getting better. Uh, the time was also off. It was around September, October, and so not a lot of companies were actually looking to hire. Sure. Uh, I, it just didn't work out, and so I had to start focusing on out of state companies at sure, this point. Sure. Uh, and one thing about most out of state companies, you know, you, Seattle was my number one state I really wanted to sure, live sure. in. Sure try. But the thing about that is almost all other computer science students want to go to those, you know, states. That's Seattle, well, yeah. New York, Los Angeles. And the competition is like next level. Mm-hmm. And so I had to differentiate myself from the rest. I tried creating my own portfolio website. Okay. To, you know, show what i can stand out of it yeah yeah. Uh, that sure. was one thing the other thing was my interview skills had to be next level and that's when i started really looking into the cracking the coding interview and like actually practicing the technical interview part okay uh, yeah so how did you stay like
0: that was two months is a long time how did you stay motivated that whole time like i would have lost my mind after like week two
1: it, it was really hard i'm not gonna lie to you it was it was really hard uh but know, realizing that someone else thought I wasn't as good as I thought was kind of humbling to begin with. Like I would think anyone that saw my resume would give me a chance instantly because I've actually done every single thing right I could possibly do, right? Right. I went to college I got decent grades and I had internships and everything like why would I not get an offer? Uh, And so I just motivated myself I took every no as a motivating factor that I was going to prove whoever that, you know, recruiter was wrong. Right, right. Yeah. And instead of just focus. So to begin with, I started applying to low tier companies. And sure. I thought, you know, what? this is where I belong. This is what I want to end up getting. Yeah. Um, but throughout the process, I changed my whole tactic. And I said, you know what, if it means getting applying to Google to get what I want, I'll definitely do that. And I practice as hard as I could and I end up aiming a lot higher. So That's good. Nice. Aim for so the top. Keep 100%, going for it. One hundred percent if you don't get to the top. I don't know what the quote is. <laughs> <laughs> but you get something probably in the middle. So yeah. yeah. Well like that's a great way to like handle rejection is like
0: take those no's and just be like, okay, I just gotta work that much harder for this and figure like and like like you said, you, you just took a step back what wasn't working, changed some things, and just experimented until it stuck, got more views on your LinkedIn and stuff like that, it sounds like, and that really helped. Like what if you could attribute to one thing what that was success like led to your
1: success, what would that one thing be
0: out of everything you did?
1: I think I would say swallowing my pride. Yeah. Like looking at the mirror and actually digesting the fact that i'm not what i thought i was okay like i'm disposable i'm just a new engineer there are hundreds and probably millions out there that can do exactly sure. what i can maybe even better and so i had to accept that to begin with uh right after that i think i was able to just increase my potential and do the best i could possibly do
0: okay okay that's good that's like, I think I think that's a huge thing is like take the chip off your shoulder and just like think about oh I might not be an expert. Like what can I learn from others and like take that and then apply it to yourself and then you're in a better place. One hundred
1: percent, yeah. I mean I, I did have the fundamentals, it's just I think I lacked the whole shiny sure. things. Oh, and after that, it was just really upwards. Like, okay, I'm not good enough. Now what can I do? Well, I can learn all this stuff, right? right? Is there what's required? Well, I put my time in and I'll give you exactly what you need.
0: Yeah. Polish all, like, this existing skills you have, polish them, tailor them down, and then apply them to interviews. Yeah. 100%. So, like, how many interviews would you ha- say you had throughout that time?
1: Like, split between phone interviews versus... Um,
0: Actual technical and onsite on-site interviews. So
1: like from quitting my job until getting this. Yeah, like job. that
0: two-month period, yeah.
1: I would say about usually 15 to 20 interviews. Okay, that's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, combining the whole phone interviews and recruiters with actually getting to the next levels.
0: Okay. What was the hardest part about interviewing?
1: So to begin with, I, would, I was down to work for any company. Sure. Whoever wants to sure. hire me, I would not even care about what I would do. I don't care about what the company does. Like I was desperate for a <laughs> job. <laughs> I remember going to this company uh, in Minnesota that worked with a lot of Java stuff and Angular yeah. and SQL. I'm not passionate about any of those things. Matter of fact, I don't even know most of them. I, like, I hate SQL. I, hate, I honestly hate sure. SQL. Uh, and... I think I used Java once in college or something, but sure. I, that's not my main thing. If I yeah. were to end up getting that offer, I would be miserable, right? And so, it hey, it was it was really for the better. I ended up not getting that, and I realized, well, maybe, maybe that's not for me. And like, how can I end up going? You know, getting exactly what I want, right?
0: Because you you really focused on like the JavaScript stack, right?
1: yeah yeah. That, I think that you was my favorite
0: all your side projects have been in that um, and like that definitely like attracted you and like you' like wanted those jobs and, and like that's what you got so that's 100%, awesome percent yeah
1: yeah I'm, I'm very thankful man
0: um how many offers did you end up getting and like yeah how many final round interviews did you get and how many were offers versus rejections would you say
1: so final rounds about Five companies that I actually okay. made it to. Uh, <clears throat> one company that I really wanted to go to lowballed me, and I'm still bitter about that.
0: Uh, did you try to negotiate or
1: anything? Uh, like I tried. That? I tried, but the fact that they started, you know, the offer from that low number oh. just you didn't feel valued. And, yeah, like, I'm not yeah. valued. I don't care if I take it or not. And so, screw that. I end up not accepting that. It that's did good, not work good. out. Uh, but the offers honestly got getting a lot better. The more I practiced, the more I interviewed, I was getting really comfortable. Okay. And I wasn't desperate anymore. So.
0: Okay, that's good. How did you feel when you got your first offer?
1: Oh, I was so happy. I was, I was <laughs> so happy. So I, it went from getting no phone calls from getting interviews with a recruiter. And then finally talking to actual engineers. Sure. To getting offers. Everything went so fast after like the second part of like talking to an actual engineers. Right. Because I ended up interviewing with a company in Seattle and the interview was a really, really good person. And it was I, I chose to work in JavaScript and like if I were to do that same interview probably later in the whole process, I would definitely get it but since it was my first interview, I... You were a little rusty uh, and... I really was, I didn't know what to expect, I was nervous, I didn't, you know, it didn't work out, and I learned from that, right? I learned from that and I applied and whatever I learned for the next interview.
0: Yeah. Um, How was, so for full-time, you mentioned that you really had to focus on technical skills rather than behavior skills. Um, and then for internships, it was really behavioral skills is all you really need to get an internship. Um, I thought that was that was a neat perspective. Um, looking back on like my experience, like I didn't. I kind of thought it was both, but like now looking at it, like probably, like I guess it depends where you want an internship. Like if you just want to get an internship, like you were like, oh, it's junior year, I gotta get my internship. You're like, I don't care where. Like I think. A lot of companies, at least in the Midwest, only care about behavioral at that point. and then they think they can teach as long as somebody's a learner that can teach them the tech stuff, I think. Um, First like, I think if you're shooting for an internship at like the fan companies, you probably need to have good technical skills too. Um, yeah, so like, was there any surprises you had while interviewing for the full-time position? Anything, like, shocking about the interview process?
1: Not really. Uh, So, so when I end up making it to the final rents of most interviews, most companies, I would actually go to their uh, office and, like, check out and stuff like that. And some companies are really, really up there compared to others, right? Like, there's this company in Minnesota that... They were super ready to give me an offer. We talked about everything, but they wanted me to work on a legacy system before they can migrate to a newer system. Mm-hmm. I think they were going from backbone to React in a few years. Okay. It was an old school company. Like everything about it was... You want to work on old. old tech? Yeah. It looked so depressing. I did not want to do that. Uh, but when I finally decided to pursue companies out of Minnesota, I think things change a lot, there are big companies out here that have the need to hire new software engineers and like it's so cool, like they have modern offices, you know, younger people, it's not that I care about young people, but to some degree if I can learn from someone that went through what I'm going through right now, it would make the whole process of life sure. easier for me, so sure. yeah, a lot of cool companies out there, just don't be limited to exactly where you live. You're young. Go out there. See what's out
0: there. Right, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, like you're 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 super young. You got plenty of time to live. You can mess everything up. One hundred percent. Still figure it out. You know. So that's all I had for like interview questions. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing <laughs> your experience and insight with everybody. Um, I definitely think some of the things you brought up are definitely going to help people down the road who listen to this. Um, is there anything you got going on at home that you would like to tell the people, um, like wh- whatever's going on in your life, shameless
1: plug, whatever you got? <laughs> uh, nothing interesting. I'm not working on any cool projects right now, but I wanted to pursue a lot of artistic stuff, uh, maybe some sort of an Instagram project, maybe photography related or doing a film sometime down the road. I'm not sure exactly what the scope of that would be at this point, but... Yeah, we'll look out for that. <laughs> I'll, we'll drop our links down, I don't know. Oh, yeah, we'll put the links uh, somewhere
0: <laughs> in the description, um, in the show notes so you can check that out. See uh, uh, see Anas' Instagram, probably. That's where he's most uh, on there most socially. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely drop some links below. And, yeah, thanks I again. So.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode two of Zero Plus One Podcast. I am your host, Hayden Wade, and our guest today was Anas. Peace. Cheers.
1: <laughs> That's good.